0: Thank you so much to our new Patreon subscribers, Dylan, Barry Gill, Taylor, and Diana Tanaka. Folks, you are the croutons in our Caesar salad.
1: If you'd like to support Book Reviews Kill and gain access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, and monthly giveaways, please click on the link in the description for this episode.
0: Hello and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, a winner has been announced for the eighth annual SPFBO. For those of you who don't know, the self-published fantasy book off was started by author Mark Lawrence in order to highlight independent fantasy authors and the amazing work they do. This year's winner was Small Miracles by Olivia Atwater. Small Miracles is about Gadriel, A fallen angel with a bit of a gambling debt. Fortunately, her angelic bookie is happy to let her pay off her debts by doing what she does best. All Gadriel has to do is tempt a mortal named Holly Harker to do a few nice things for herself. SPFBO 9 is expected to open for contestants on May 17th of this year. Maybe I'll throw my hat in the ring on that thing. Ooh! Had you heard about SPFBO? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's just this cool like independent author thing and it showcases a lot of new and upcoming independent authors uh, it's a really awesome thing everybody should go check it out we'll put the link in that the really uh, description cool. for
1: this yeah so you just submit um like a chunk of work or like a fully completed one and then it gets like ranked or i don't
0: know i think so
1: i've never submitted
0: anything to it you might want to if you're listening right now and you're kind of interested in this um it's a pretty big deal. Josiah Bancroft's uh, Books of Babel was one of the things, I don't, I don't think it won, but I think that Mark Lawrence took a real shine to Sendlin Ascends, and I think it had been kind of like thrown toward it. Oh, that's kind of how it got its start. Yeah, it's just a cool way to get some stuff noticed if you get kind of get in there. But yeah, uh, we'll throw the website up for everybody if you want to go check it out. I'm not sure like what the actual details and rules. I've never applied to it or anything, but it, it seems pretty cool. Yeah,
1: anything that uh, puts itself out there as a new avenue, a new on ramp for up and comers or people trying to get into the industry is something that I am definitely behind, like more power to them for sure.
0: What was your week like, Chad? What'd you do?
1: Oh man, it's been a fun week. So we've been expanding for a minute now, a hot <laughs> minute on the expansion. Yeah. And I definitely love it to death. And I'm really, really curious to see how it's going and whether or not we're going to keep going down this protomolecule road, you know, and that's like what the point of it is going to be, or if there's going to for angle. I mean, I kind of think at the end of the day, right, it's like about humans expanding and and growing into the rest of the atmosphere and whether or not we can overcome our pettiness as we not only expand physically into more areas of the of the galaxy, but expand our brain and overcome, like I said, some of the petty squabbles that seem to be kind of definitional in our beings as humans. And so I don't know, I'm very intrigued as to when I get done with all the books, whether or not it's going to be like I can be like, this is what the story is about because right now, I don't know if I have, if someone's like, what's the expanse about? I'd be like, whoa, uh, there's some alien stuff. And like, there's some people like fighting and like, you know, but there's always people fighting. Like, I don't know. I couldn't give you like a one, like, could you tell me what they're like in like one sentence, what these books are about?
0: No, not in one I mean sentence. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, we're I think I seven in. You, I could give you a fairly solid like elevator pitch, you know, but I don't oh, know if for I could sure one sentence. But I mean, it, yeah, like kind of like what you're saying. I mean, it seems like uh, we're it's it's about getting ourselves together as humanity in order to kind of like overcome certain threats, both externally and internally, you know. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that that's a that
1: good one sentence. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah, that a lot better than my rambly way of. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> I kind of feel
0: you, though. I mean, like, I'm I'm about halfway through Persepolis Rising, and I think both of us uh, kind of took, like, a bit of a... There's, like, a breather on The Expanse. You know, it's a nine-book mm-hmm. series. Each book is over 500 pages long. And There's so many other things that Chad and I are trying to get to right now. Yeah, that and some of them think, are tasty. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about some of them. Oh, my God, <laughs> but, me too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I feel like with The Expanse, like, we should have an episode out this week, maybe, like, later in the week. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we were just kind of taking a breather on it because it's nine books long, and it's a lot of... It's a lot of expanse, and, and uh, yep. book six felt like a good kind of spot to kind of rev our engines again and just kind of yeah. like like idle for a little bit, you know. Like, yeah. there's a nice. I don't want to spoil anything for book six, but there's just a there's a certain kind of finality to book yes. six. Yeah, that and it kind of I feel like seven, eight, and nine are kind of like their own trilogy in a way. So yeah. it's like a good break for us. Yeah,
1: just like you're saying, I can't like talk about it because I don't want to ruin anything. But there's something big that happens between the ending of six and the beginning of seven Fig that it's just like, wait, what? And it seems, it seems like super whack. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seems like crazy that they planned that to be part of their, I don't know uh, if you've read the books, you know what I'm talking about, but I'm very uh, intrigued and super stoked to kind of dig into it a little bit later this week with you on that front. Okay. So I finished book two of shadow and bone. Oh yeah. You're so creeping I'm through that yeah yeah i'm I'm still chunking away on it uh i like it a lot i like yeah. it a lot. i'll definitely like it a lot more than the series the show on on show yeah yeah interesting uh on show on tv the tv show i like it a lot more than that i i and i know i've said this in a previous podcast but i just feel like they're choosing all of like the cool story elements and relational like relationship-y elements of um the six of crows and crooked kingdom and that series and then shadow and bone and they're just like combining them together it's weird like there's so much in those books to be a whole story all of their own that's interesting and dynamic and cool and relationshipy like i don't see the need for them to pull from all these different stories from other books that this series isn't like just keep them separate do their own thing like if they wanted to do crooked kingdom and six of crows i don't know how they would do that now since they stole so much material from it and jammed it into shadow and bone like why why would you i don't know this just weird
0: i haven't watched the show maybe it was like kind of they saw an opportunity to kind of experiment with the narrative and they went yeah. for it which i mean i guess you could kind of commend them for it right i mean they were trying something that wasn't just a carbon copy of what they were trying to make and i don't know I can I can see it, but I haven't watched the show, so I've heard it's pretty good. Like I've heard it's very
1: um like visually it is really good. stimulating. Like yeah.
0: It looks really good.
1: It yeah. looks really cool. And like the whole um the rift or whatever, the big uh separation between like that goes down the middle of a country, you know, and it's like I don't know what order- that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it weird deep that deep. it's not even mentioned. And do you know which one was written first?
0: I'm pretty sure Shadow and Bone was written first. I think
1: interesting that, that that's weird uh, that like the whole like the rift that goes between that the separates the country from like East and West that they have to like because it's like a main I mean. element in Shadow and Bone where they have to like get goods from one side to the other and like yeah. most people die. <laughs> like <laughs> It would be really terrible to be like member of their army and like oh, my tickets up looks like I'm a guard for the next one I don't even know why they need guards because like it's basically like a silence thing like they're like all right guys we're gonna go into the rift and we're just gonna blitz as fast as we can <laughs> across and I don't think let's see how do I say this without there being spoilers there's it becomes it comes to our attention at some point in the story that there is a another path through or or I shouldn't say that there's the same path that everyone else takes but there's a way better way of doing it that this individual has invented then he kind of works on like the black market you know he uh you can pay him a ton of money and he will smuggle you from one side to the other that's kind of out of the purview of the like ruling body and it seems weird to me that one he exists at all and like that the government so to speak hasn't like figured out the way that he's doing it and then just emulate that because it's obviously a way better path than like this like skiff that like maybe may may or may not make it across from one side to the other i don't know this guy's like got it figured out and he does a way better job of, of of ferrying people to and fro and of course our favorite kaz is like all about it and figures it out no problem and like <laughs>
0: Are you excited to read the third one? Because I know that you were kind of like taking your time with the second one. Are you just going to blow through the the rest of it now?
1: I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'm already too deep. And I feel like if I do what I did, like not purposefully, but kind of accidentally with um, Poppy War, (laughs) where I just kind of like let it like fizzle and die, like I'm going to get to it and then just never do, uh, you know, it'll like remove it'll it'll damage my experience with it. So I feel like especially with a, a trilogy, that's very much. Um, not episodic you know it's like it kind of leans it's one big story it's like it's good to just kind of buckle up and get through them and I really like him. like I said I like it a lot better than the show though the show is very very visually stunning but I don't like what they do with certain characters they just like like this character is kind of funny in the book so like now in the show he's just only the comedic humor no. and it's like man that character was deep and like yeah. I don't know there's it's a few intense. things that I'm just like why you know
0: but sometimes in TV show, that's like all they have room for, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I feel
1: yeah. Um, and then okay, so I know that we're um going to be reading Covenant of Steel by Anthony Ryan later this year. When when are we doing that?
0: Uh, that should be around July. I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. I really like Anthony Ryan. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, I have some like okay Anthony, but like things where he gets a little like I don't know if grim dark is the right word, but he gets a little oh, yeah. like oh yeah no is it, it uh, yeah yep, he just like he, he gets a little like he gets a little <laughs> too darky sometimes or it's like man come on you could make a joke <laughs> i know <he's, laughs> like,
0: it's so funny I, i'm also reading samanthony ryan right now and, really yeah because uh, i'm reading but which the one are you Fire? doing the way oh, the dra- dra- draconis memoria stuff yep uh-huh right. that's
1: the first one of the draconis Memorial. is, is that... that yeah it's How really is that? good but it's very <laughs> it's very like slicey and blood splattery <laughs> and like you know it's like <laughs> if there yeah. was like a trailer for that show like it would end with like like a shing shing and then like the blood being splattered on the wall that would make the name of it you know <laughs> like that's cool yeah yeah i mean it's very cool but like some like i said i wish there was like a little bit of a lighthearted like element into it but i just picked that up because i know that we're reading covenant of steel later this year and i was like yeah. i need to like warm myself up with some uh with some anthony Ryan. and i've read blood song before which yeah, i blood really song. loved folks if you're listening right now and you've oh. never
0: read blood song and you if you like name of the wind this is like a grittier darker yes. oh, I, a I like big, it more it's more personally. boy <laughs> i think it's a better i think it's a better like take on the third person framing story like coming yep. of age thing Oh, it's such an amazing
1: book. It's so tasty. And I I would, and I think you'll probably agree with me, Evan, when I say that, like, just read that one. Don't necessarily read the next two in the series. They're all right. But, like, the first one is so good.
0: That's cool that you're liking uh, the Draconis Memoriam because, like, yeah, I keep seeing those everywhere and I've heard it's, like, pretty cool but I haven't it's pretty like cool a bunch about it okay cool
1: yeah. so you're also reading an anthony ryan do we both just like randomly decide to read anthony yeah, ryan i'm reading well, there's so a reason that we're best friends yeah that's really <laughs> funny yeah because
0: i'm reading the uh, the seven swords uh it's like a no- n- novella series the first book oh, is okay. called the first book is called a pilgrimage of swords are uh, there a bunch of them there's seven of them uh, wow and they're all novellas just, I, think, I think only <laughs> i think only five of them are out um, okay, but I'm reading a Pilgrimage of Swords right now, and it's man, it's 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 awesome. <laughs> it's Is just, it? Tell yeah, me about it. it's it, there's like a there's like a there's a conscious like sentient sword in it, and the, like the the main character like has the sword, but they're like kind of at odds with each other, and you know, so it's like it's like this pilgrimage or this caravan, I guess, going across this whole like wasteland that used to be a forest that like this old emperor ruler guy like burnt the whole forest down in like oh. an attempt to like save the world or something so they're like crossing it to go like talk to a god or something it's it's such an awesome awesome book and uh i'm, I'm only like i think i'm like almost done with it actually it's a novella so i think i have like 30 something pages so left. so it's
1: it. just like a bunch of little books it seems to be what it is. I don't It feels I like he had done... like commitment issues. He's like, I'm going to write a novella. And then he's like, actually, the story is huge. <laughs> so I'm just going to
0: write a bunch of tiny ones. I think what turned me on to it was that it was a novella series. I think authors should do that more. That's pretty cool. I mean, like uh, Becky Chambers' uh, Monk and Robot series is, I think, planned to be like kind of that, kind of like that. Okay. Because like I can't series. think of any
1: other like multi novella books. They're usually like a standalone, uh... or at least that's my like loose understanding of what a novella uh, is, you know.
0: Nnedi Okorafor's Binti is three novellas, I think. Okay, we're oh, reading we're that reading, later this year, yeah, aren't we? We're reading that later this year. Yeah. Um, I'm really I'm excited to wonders. kind of dig
1: my teeth in some Nnedi Okorafor because uh, her name is so awesome. Yeah,
0: uh, she wrote uh, Who Fears Death, which is a really cool but it's just a cool name. It's like, a, it's like set in like post-apocalyptic Nigeria. I think it's pretty Ooh. awesome. But yeah, Anthony Ryan is great. Like kind of what you were saying before, I mean, I feel like he kind of has like one speed, like tonally, You know what I mean? Where it's like, (laughs) there's just like no levity to anything really. And if there is, it's like, it's kind of like laced with like a lot of grimness and just like, (laughs) uh, I mean, Anthony Ryan. Yeah, he's, he's great. I can't wait for Covenant of Steel. I think it's going to be awesome. And that's not a dig at him saying that he's only got like one speed, totally. Right. I'm not saying like he's a bad writer or anything. It's just it's funny to read authors sometimes where they're just like, we're going to make this as gritty as we possibly can. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, all right, cool. I'm here for the ride. But like, woof, glad this is a novella. Damn.
1: But I'm it's a I'm little interested little brutal, see... huh?
0: Yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, Covenant of Steel is all about. It's going to be
1: interesting. I've heard very good things, and if it's anything like Blood Song, like bring it on i am yeah. so all in it for that uh and then the last thing that i'm working on here oh and the thing that i'm most excited to and you know we can't talk about it too much here because we're going to be doing a whole thing about it but a spear cuts through water Ooh. and just stabs all the way right into my heart my friend oh yeah. it is so good it's, it's so all i want to read it's all i want to so read
0: good. it's like one of the most beautiful books i've ever it's read in my life. one of the <laughs> most beautiful <laughs> it's books it's ever. Awesome. Too. it's so I, good Wow. I,
1: I in my notes I have, have like as because I have like a template for my notes and it's like the summary and then it has like general talking points and then it has questions for Evan and then it has quotes and usually the quotes is the smallest part of my notes <laughs> my quote section is huge like we're definitely not going to be able to get into like half of the quotes that I have written down just yeah. in this book because it is it's beautiful yeah. and it's not in a way that's like some authors, you're like, okay, trying a little bit too hard to make the mountains sing. You know, And it's like, no, this they're is, singing, they're yeah. singing yeah. in this. They're harmonizing, man. They're yeah. just, oh, it's so good. And like the framework of the story, which I really like is like this
0: it's story. a little getting used
1: to. It really like, does. And yeah. it's kind of confusing a little bit. Yeah. A little because bit you're seamlessly flowing between one person telling a story to another person and then There's three levels, right? Because there's like a person telling another person a story like gather around younglings and I'll tell you a tale. There's that. And then there's this how do i even say this? there's like a, the story that it's about a stage okay yeah hit me hit me you'll do a so, better job
0: yeah because i tried explaining this the other day and i'm pretty sure i got it but like oh perfect okay, basically good, good. for all our listeners out there and we're gonna do a whole patreon episode on this and everything um but it starts in second person with a kid and his, his grandmother talking and his grandmother's telling him a story and if i've got this right oh it's uh, grandmother
1: it, i was wondering about that relationship i uh, have yet to figure uh, out his, his lola
0: <laughs> You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't know so... if it was
1: like his mom or something. No,
0: it's his grandmother. Yeah. Grandmother. So, OK, OK. Uh, but like the so you think that that's the framing story, right? And it kind of is. But this kid is like mentally like transported to like this timeless like <laughs> ethereal like area where a play is being put on. And so there's that all happening. And then there's the, the actual like main meat of the story, which is all told in third person. But then there's whenever a a new character shows up or even like a very side never gonna see them again kind of character you get like these italics that kind of show their thought process on what's going on and i think that the italics are like what's happening on the stage that this kid is like imagining himself watching while his grandmother is telling him a story and the entire book is is going in and out of all three of these at the same
1: yeah. time. Yeah. So gorgeous. Like, it's wow. so gorgeous. Yeah. And I don't think necessarily like yes, he's imagining himself in this. Yeah. In yeah. watching the play, but like also uh, there's a certain element of him like actually there. Like actually there, yeah. Yeah, because so I remember like she lights much. up um a cigarette because he like rolls for he like it's like described like he trades her his spit. Because she's like a grandma and has like a dry mouth. And so like he trades his spit for her stories, right? And so yeah. she like lights up this uh, cigarette that he just rolled for and then like blows the smoke at him. And it's like, and in a like haze of cigarette smoke, <laughs> he's transported. And it's like, Half of me is like, oh, that's just like a cool literary element. And the other half of me is like, no, he's literally transported because he like is like drifting across this lake and like other shades that were invited to this like play that is set up between like the moon and this and the water, which is cool. because usually it's like moon and sun, you know, but this one's like the moon and the water, which is just so cool. Yeah, um, folks, if you like, seriously, it's so good. I,
0: I We we talk very positively about a lot of books on this podcast, which we will do forever. But of course, seriously, though, I mean, like Spirit Custody Waters is, is the contender right now for the best book I've read this whole year. Straight up. Uh, 100%. Think, I'm thinking maybe some stuff might... You know, I've got Day of Fallen Night back here on the shelf. Like, I just read Tress of the Emerald Sea, and that was And cool. we've got a I'm banger like, of the rest of the year schedule, Yeah, we're, yeah sure. we're still we're still reading Malazan. We're still reading, you know, the, I don't know how Lightbringer is going to be, like, the last Red Rising book, but that might take Right. Me. I don't know. I don't Throne know. of Glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be up there. <laughs> but, yeah, Spirit Cuts Through Water. If you're listening right now and you're looking for something that's very, like, literary, very well penned, and a really engaging story once you get through like the first you gotta you really gotta kind of push through that first like you gotta commit that for that first like 40 50 pages it's kind of like what did i just get myself into because there's
1: three levels going on so it takes a little while to unwrap the world that you're in like once like
0: because i'm about like i've got like about 150 pages or so left and
1: i'm like yeah
0: i'm in there now like we're in there
1: (laughs) and like don't just think in the first 40 or 30 or 40 pages, you can get a little bit worried that you're only going to be reading about this kind of ethereal, kind of confusing dream, like fugue state of a story. And it's not that no, it's there are literal times story. where you're like with your main character, right. riding a horse, like attacking right. other people. And like it gets very typical fantasy story at certain times. It's just it takes a little while to the story to for the groundwork to be laid so that can't happen. I'm
0: so surprised that this book isn't the only thing being talked about on book talk and right right now. When did this book come out? It's
1: pretty recent, right? Yeah.
0: Like really in the last like year, like, Oh wow. Maybe even earlier than that.
1: I don't think I've heard it mentioned once. Like you're obviously more uh, in the scene than I am, but like I've never heard it. it.
0: I thought it was like this Y a like a to B romp. Like that's what I thought it was. Um, so i was like me and chad will be able to just knock this out real quick for the patreon and now it's like oh wait we have to slow our roll here just a little bit oh yeah chew on this because this is like this is a masterfully written book it's a
1: masterfully written but it's like one of those things like like the first time that i listened to um a piano piece by Rachmaninoff, it's like (laughs) you're not going to be able to get it in listen one you kind of need to sit down and listen to it nine times in a row and like yes it's seven to nine minutes long like but you just need to listen to it on repeat because that ninth time that you listen to it you're like
0: whoa it's funny you uh, get it you know i always like i have a bad habit of looking at one star reviews for stuff (laughs) yeah you do (laughs) while i'm in the middle of reading it but i looked at some one star reviews for spirit cuts through water and pretty much all of them are just like this is confusing i don't know what's going on and it's not it's there's nothing about like that person didn't get past page 40. there's nothing about the plot there's nothing about the writing there's nothing about anything even some of the one star reviews are just like yeah the writing's amazing i just don't know what the hell's going on uh but i I can see where they're coming from yeah but they i think that they gave up about 50 pages i think so too they missed out on the rest of it which is so good but yeah we'll do more uh we have a whole episode coming for that for the patreon and everything if
1: there's any reason to join our patreon yeah, that'll be a good episode. This would be a really good one for it. So yeah, I am very much looking into kind of diving into that with you because there's so much to talk about in this story. So I'm in it. Like I said, I have more notes about this book than most books that we get done. And and I've read the whole thing, you know. This is a standalone book, no? Yes?
0: I believe so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. I wish it wasn't, darn. Uh, I'd be I would be in it for a trilogy on this one, but uh whatever. Uh and that's uh it for me as far as uh books that I'm reading. Tell me about your week.
0: All right, so I've had kind of a an odd reading week. Because I'm oh, like yeah? I'm like halfway through Persepolis Rising, I'm halfway through the Shadowed Sun. Like those are the books we need to be reading. You know what I mean? Like those yes. are the those are our podcast books. I know. <laughs> uh so like and I like them just fine. You know, i just it's just I'm such a mood reader and I just pick stuff up and I just love starting new stuff, and I've got a bunch of books in rotation all the time. So thank you, everybody that's listening. Thank you for bearing with us. And just, well, Chad and I are readers first, and podcast hosts second. And <laughs> and we we will have episodes for uh, the rest of the Expanse episodes, and of course, uh, Shadowed Sun. So we can get a start on Scythe here pretty soon. But yeah, sorry, uh, so Shadowed like,
1: Sun. I didn't even mention you, but so I'm reading
0: like, you too. <laughs> we're like halfway through um, those books i did finish tress of the emerald sea on monday i read the whole book in one day which Ooh. was awesome yeah it was great it was I really really Brandon. Good. yeah it was cool. A uh i did a whole review thing on tiktok and instagram uh, of course and I, I wrote out the script and everything on the patreon which i've just been adding like my all of my notes and my script uh for everything for all the books that i review up on the patreon um but Tress of the emerald Sea was such a breath of fresh air book. it was awesome. I mean it it kind of felt like a Discworld book almost. I mean Sanderson really just he's just like went full like let's go whimsical and co- comedic and just let's it's from Wit wits perspective
1: like Hoyd oh really you know? yeah um and wow. so and there's some
0: other really amazing characters in it and it's like it's just like in it the same f- time
1: frame like the same I like
0: no I don't know okay. I don't know what the context around it is but it's it's set in the cosmere um it's a, just a romp i mean it's it's a there was a lot of heart to it it was very wholesome it was easy you know what i mean like there was never really confused or anything because how long sanderson, is it it's
1: like 360 pages okay pretty like small
0: that. yeah it was an awesome read if you're if you've got a I guess day, if you're doing
1: it in one day then yeah
0: <laughs> i mean like if you've got a day to yourself and you really don't have much plan like it's a great book to knock out even over the course of a couple of days i mean it's a, it's an adventure um i think it was i don't know if sanderson Explicitly said this. I don't really pay attention like every word he says, but I th- think it's like a subversion of the Princess Bride, where oh like, really? You got like the the woman going to save the man kind of sure, thing, sure. Of the other way. It's like a subversion of like just the damsel kind of thing. Like okay. in this case, the damsel is this guy. um But yeah, it was an awesome book. I really enjoyed it. I really don't have any. <laughs> there was really nothing I didn't like about it that much. I mean, I feel like. Is um, it pretty
1: simple? Is it like a simple little tale? Like you, you said a, yeah, uh, a romp yeah. and that's usually a pretty like straightforward A to, a to B sort yeah, of. Yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like there was some stuff about it that was, it felt like towards the end of it, I was like, oh, like that's pretty convenient. But I think like Sanderson was kind of in on that too, you know, just like, right. yeah, whatever. It felt like a very like laid back book.
1: You mentioned comedic. It. Is it like,
0: did it make you yeah. laugh a lot? Is oh, it oh yeah, very, totally. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, guess then if then it's Wits here. from yeah. perspective, yeah. then
1: yeah, he's going to, he kind of has um, a satirical view on everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I felt like, like he's kind of a small dose character, but then having an entire book narrated by him is just like that's a lot, you know, it's like a, that's lot, a lot yeah. of the same kind of uh, tone. But I mean, yeah, would Sanderson, like, <laughs> it's just awesome. I don't really have anything else to say. About. I love
1: witty, like, um, yeah, especially like dialogue. You know, like and wit's very like much it. capable of that.
0: You should read it. It's really good. Awesome. Um, I'm also currently reading a uh, Night of the Night of the Living Dummy, which is uh, Goosebumps
1: number oh you're hitting the goosebumps oh nice. yeah
0: oh i'm i'm well into the goosebumps uh so i'm doing them out of order if anybody's curious as to why i'm doing them out of order it's because i just am picking the ones that you i just feel want like to. Reading. yeah i don't know i didn't <laughs> want to just, uh,
1: i'm surprised those aren't your one in a day because you could knock that out in like four yeah. hours i feel like
0: oh you can read a goosebumps book in like less than two hours yeah <laughs> they're all like i mean maybe even less than that like an hour and a half like, oh wow
1: you can read them. Really you feel like fast. you'd be cheating if you pick that for your book yeah, I mean, in the day. It's just
0: not that interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a very interesting video for me to like set up, <laughs> like my yeah. camera and like have all this like cool like laid back music and stuff just for me to like <laughs> a Goosebumps book. I don't know. Maybe I'll make one. I don't know. uh But it's. I mean, I'm I'm liking it. Um, it's definitely like Goosebumps is definitely like not my. I'm not in its demo. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not right. Right. Supposed, like it's. You're not. It's 14. for. It's for like preteens you know yeah
1: yeah i guess it's like Um, eight year olds like but i don't know like
0: i think uh rl stein is an awesome writer uh i mean he does a really good job of kind of like um kind of infusing like a real issue that the kids are having like kind of into this situation and kind of tying them together i think that's the whole point of what he's trying to do is he's like there's a certain relatability with each scenario like a kid will like have a problem with their sister or like their Their parents don't listen to them or like just like normal stuff that happens when you're a kid and then it's kind of like tied into this kind of like otherworldly eldritch thing that's going on Mm. so it's it's really creative and really cool and i I understand why they're so popular and why so many kids like reading them because there's a lot in there you know there's a lot of mystery there's a lot of weird spooky stuff and it it kind of like life lessons too yeah and it it, it takes the kids intelligence like seriously you know i mean like this, it's just it's the very like smart kids
1: books you know right in fact i'm sure that's a lot of the problems right Is like we told the adults and they didn't really? believe us at all so the kids have to fix the problem yeah,
0: that's the, that's one thing i'm kind of noticing i've only read uh, a few of them now as an adult but like but pretty much every adult in a goosebumps book is an idiot <laughs> like, totally just, they just don't that, that doesn't is, exist you Yeah, y- young people. Young people. yeah. So there's
1: 62 of oh those i books. know there's
0: 62 and i'm doing all that's of them
1: crazy i have a whole
0: playlist on tiktok and everything folks. and
1: Arl stein wrote all of them right
0: oh yeah Wow. in um five That's years
1: amazing five years
0: yeah he was writing That's one
1: uh,
0: one a month well, that was one of our um, um fictional yeah fun that fact.
1: was a fun fact huh uh
0: so uh, i'm doing all that stuff uh i also started reading um a knight of the seven kingdoms by george R. R. martin oh is, wow i think three novellas of uh sir duncan the tall and egg uh one of the uh, targaryen kids and Ooh, nice man it is so awesome being really back, being back in that world i love george r R. martin's writing yeah, in literary so format yeah i mean it's it, i think martin uh i would never go as far as to like wholly criticize george r R. martin but he's a little long-winded sometimes like yeah definitely i like that <laughs> are you getting <laughs> like, like
1: many my problems are so many point of view characters and like oh no some it's of all, them it's i hate one it's all from oh one. really yeah. oh that's good that's why it's cool. like uh, that was one of my major problems with my main problems with um. I I don't want to read six hundred pages from Cersei's perspective.
0: <laughs> oh, I love those Cersei chapters. She's oh, I get her tired mind. of them. It's so cool. Uh, that's why why I like Feast for Crows so much is because we're starting, we're getting some Cersei chapters, and she's just losing it. Like it's just she's so paranoid, and those are cool <laughs> chapters. But yeah, uh, Nine to Seven kingdoms is great. Um, it, like Martin, there's just some. I'm not, I'm not done with the book yet. But there's just some parts where it's like, man, you are really you're going to describe literally every tent in this pavilion <laughs> oh aren't gosh. you like we're really <laughs> like we're in an
1: army wow
0: <laughs> but yeah i love it i love being back in in here um, and if you're a fan of game of thrones and song of ice and fire and stuff like you really you owe it to yourself to go read this stuff cuz i mean you just fall right back into it you know all the names for everything you know what time one, period is it it's a uh, it's 100 years before the events of uh, robert robert's rebellion
1: okay so okay
0: or this is the events of a song of ice and fire so yeah it's like i think it's, it's around like a hundred years after the events of uh house of the dragon i think it's like right after the blackfire rebellion i could be wrong about okay that because they don't really i don't like my my song of ice and fire lore is like fairly shaky like i know quite a bit about it but i just there's some stuff that through the text that's like kind of mentioned and i'm like wait a minute was that Damon? Was that the that demon, or was it a different one? And they're all like numbered mm. and stuff. And I don't know. I just, I didn't. I never dug like super hard into Westeros lore and all that stuff. But it's just so awesome to read. Um I also am still reading the Tommy Knockers. Oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> you've been I,
1: knocking some Tommy for a I minute. Know. I, don't, I just want
0: to be done with it. Like I'm, I've got like two hundred pages left, and I. Just, nah, You're
1: sorry. too far to DNF.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, like, I yeah. guess I could, but like, I want to find nah. out what happens. I care about it. It's just if you're I that understand. far, I understand why Stephen King said that this is his least favorite book that he's written. It's not my <laughs> least favorite book of his I've read. Like I said, I think last
1: week, but is I just it better, or worse than it. Dreamcatcher.
0: It's better. Dreamcatcher. Oh, sucks. okay, that's um,
1: good. Yeah, Dreamcatcher sucks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna finish it up, and I think I'm gonna read uh, Duma Key next, which is the, uh, another Stephen King book I've been meaning to, or or I might read. Um, from a buick eight i've heard that one is kind of like a from a buick eight <laughs> yeah i've heard that duma key
1: and from a buick gate are both pretty underrated how close are you to fear, having read them all like how many more Oh,
0: i've still got a, quite a few like, really? I I have, you've read yeah. like
1: 50 or 60 at least i think i've
0: read 40 something like 40 really 20. okay yeah wow, there's still quite and there's like a few short story collections i haven't read and stuff like um, what a
1: prolific writer
0: like i haven't read bizarre of bad dreams um i haven't read sleeping beauties uh this is yeah there's like quite a few. i still haven't read Firestarter though i did get a really pristine maybe i'll read Firestarter next actually i don't know uh but yeah tommy knockers it's um it's very cool but it's just super It's is too long it should have been like 400 pages mm. like it's just yeah. it's the
1: one about the alien ship or am i thinking about a different one yeah yeah it's the same okay, one okay. that i've been talking okay. about for like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like six
0: weeks i was like
1: it's been a while though so i don't know if that's the book <laughs> hey
0: man it just goes to show like uh
1: is there any for... aliens yet or is it still all about the ship
0: I don't want to spoil it
1: okay okay okay
0: anybody wants to read it but uh i do i will spoil uh the general sense of uh just drudgery that comes about halfway through the book but it doesn't really stop being interesting it just becomes like so much more long-winded to the point where a little plotty i I just like forget (laughs) i found myself like forgetting I've, i've just gone too long without finishing i just need to sit down and finish it
1: i mean it doesn't help that you're reading like seven other books at the same time right
0: uh yeah i guess not but I uh, I like it that way, and I'm never gonna change.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't even mention this. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take the mic right. from you real fast, but this is kind of relevant. Um, I'm reading still. Um, and I'm actually quite a f- quite a ways into it. Um, A Priory of the Orange Tree.
0: Oh, cool. And
1: yeah. that's kind of my plod book right now. Even yeah. though it's not it's not drudgy by any means. It's very good. Yeah. But I find it. I I read like an hour or two of it today, and then I switched over to A Spear Cuts Through Water, and it was a hard switch because like (laughs) they're not like super similar but they're like similar enough especially in the writing style the landscape
0: feels similar
1: yeah the landscape feels really similar and it was like i kept being like but wait what about this character i'm like oh that's not even characters not even in this book so it got a little like i don't recommend reading those books at the same time i'll just say that
0: that's why i stopped i stopped watching the expanse because they changed, they changed just enough that yes, when I was enough. reading The Expanse, I was like, Wait a minute, did that, have... but this kid, wait. oh, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I'm gonna wait uh, officially. I stopped watching The Expanse, I'm gonna wait until I'm done with the the books to watch. I'm glad
1: show. that you are because I want to watch it with you, but I didn't have time to like watch it. Yeah, so I'm glad that you are. How about Vinland Saga? How's that going?
0: I'm still on book eight. I took a little bit of because I got about more than halfway through it and decided to just take a little bit of a break on it. Okay, um,
1: but. You're speaking it's, very highly. Yeah, of it. I mean,
0: like, there's, I have no notes. Like, <laughs> it's just really, really good. I don't, there's just, it's a beautiful manga series. I guess. Last time
1: we were talking about it, you were putting it in the same ballpark as, like, Berserk as far yep. as your level of enjoyment, which there. is yeah. high praise.
0: Yeah, I put it up there. It's really, really Dang. good. I think I just keep, I mean, with manga, there's so much of it out there, but um, because I'm kind of, like, new to it, I can kind of start at the top and work my way down. So right. I think that's why, like, if you're if you hear me, you know, if you're listening and hear me talking about manga and it seems like I just like everything I read is because I'm kind <laughs> of like getting into the genre. So, I, you know, I'm reading uh, Kentaro Miura and the Vag- uh, Vinland Saga and Junji Ito. And like, just like the best shit, right? There is. The best so of the best. Yeah, eventually I'll get down. I'll get down there. <laughs> <laughs> into into the tommy
1: the proverbial tommy knockers the tommy of the, knockers the
0: manga <laughs> that's everything that i've been reading lately uh i did i went to uh on two separate occasions did i go to the movie theater oh wow week. yeah and uh, so i went and saw that movie renfield uh with nicholas
1: cage yeah, like, yeah, when yeah he plays dracula <laughs> like, uh oh no it was i uh <laughs> I mean, you just giggling after seeing about a Nicolas Cage movie is fair.
0: <laughs> that was the best stupidest movie I've seen in like a really long okay. Because it, it, from it...
1: the perspective, was, like his butler or something, right?
0: It's his familiar, yeah. Oh, his, his familiar. Yeah, um, it was a very charming movie. Uh, it was like nice and sh- it was like ninety minutes. You know what I mean? It didn't it didn't overstay its welcome at all. Uh, okay, but it, it was very like over the top. There's so much blood in that movie, <laughs> and it was and Nicholas Cage as Dracula. I it was brilliant and it- and also just, i love how he like he like kind of committed to the eastern european accent but like, <laughs> not really though i mean he kind of it was like on and off for him it was you like know? one uh, uh hey <laughs> over there <laughs> yeah he kind of did it um but Nicolette, he was just really funny and uh yeah the whole movie was it's super worth your time if you're looking for something kind of like fun that doesn't take itself super seriously or anything and it's
1: he kind of seems like the willy wonka of dracula's yeah actually <laughs> yeah I mean, like that's the vibe but, i got from the trailer
0: but he it does have like a very there's like a certain real evil there too it's like a okay. total like chaotic you know not gonna listen to anybody kind of evil thing and the whole movie i mean it's really about um like the, at least the point that i felt like the movie was trying to make was um kind of like like uh discovering yourself your your sense of identity and like getting out of abusive situations and stuff like okay. that which is kind of like what that situation was for familiar and dracula you know familiar
1: with dracula yeah it seems uh, pretty abusive
0: if you're into that kind of like that through line and you kind of want to explore it a little bit more, especially in regard to Dracula, I would suggest reading a dowry of blood by S T Gibson, which is about Dracula's uh, like wives, you know, and like, mm. it's a, it's an epistolary book from the perspective of one of Dracula's wives, kind of like after she kind of like left him, you know, and kind of explaining oh, like okay. her whole thought process behind it. It's a really good book, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll kind of watch or read pretty much anything that has to do with Dracula. Um, all that lore and all that stuff is really good and they kind of do play around with the lore quite a bit in that movie which i thought was really fun
1: it's just watch it it's cool now the most important question i have about this was was there any trailers that you saw that you were like uh
0: well i haven't wait what do you mean trailers for just like when you just went and saw the movie was there anything else that you're like Um, trailer
1: wise you were like that is awesome
0: i saw the trailer for sisu uh because i want to go see that that's so cool (laughs) that might be one i go like see by myself like you know.
1: yeah, just sit back, get yourself a disgustingly <laughs> yeah. large beverage.
0: Yeah, and a big bag of pop. I love yeah. theater popcorn, man. Oh, it's like, so good. And... There's something about it. Uh, I like they it sprinkle cocaine one... in there. Or no, it's I don't like know. there's like a certain oil that they use that like you have to like buy online.
1: Cocaine <laughs> oil? <laughs> they buy off the Silk Road. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so I went and saw Renfield. That was really cool. Uh, and then I also went and saw last night. I went and saw the Mario movie oh yeah oh my god
1: tell me about that
0: it was awesome (laughs) really so good it was so good oh i loved it i mean it's it's i walked out of the theater and i was like that's exactly what i thought it was gonna be and i'm
1: totally fine with it like wow. it wasn't
0: anything more or less than exactly what you think it is like it's it's not
1: well the... but like in a good way because i mean i kind of oh, yeah, would think no. that it would be like maybe not the best it's like oh, a money yeah. grab no
0: i mean it's a total money
1: grab. <laughs> well for sure but <laughs> so like absolutely. you know a well done money grab
0: i mean um it was just, like, a very, like, fan servicey like Okay. you know, some of the humor hit, some of it didn't, some of it was pretty adult humor, that was, like, kind of okay. existential and cool, and then some of it was, huh. like, some of it was, like, pretty slapstick, like, Was it as good as, like,
1: Lego movie?
0: I'd say it's exactly as good as a Lego movie. Wow. Personally. that's
1: But, I mean, okay, so... You the gotta, highest that that type of movie can get, in my opinion. You
0: gotta take that with a little bit of a, a little bit of a grain, of, a grain of salt, or whatever you want to call it, because, like, first of all, I love Legos. Uh, right. So there's that uh, actually oh, Renfield? Lord. It's funny that you mentioned the Lego Movie because Renfield was directed by the guy that did the Lego Movie. Oh, really? So Renfield kind of felt like the Lego Movie. He's
1: all over the place, that guy. <laughs> uh, but
0: uh, with Super Mario, um, yeah, I mean, like, I love, I love video games. I love Super Mario. I've been playing Super Mario since I was a kid, totally, and, uh, very consistently since I was a kid. So I knew, I knew every single joke that they made. You know, like when when Mario puts on the Tanuki suit and uh donkey kong is like that looks really cool and mario's like really and donkey kong's like no because it's no. like kind of a funny <laughs> like if you're a mario fan or a nintendo fan like the tanuki suit like they they put mario in it for a game and everyone was like
1: what what the hell the is hell?
0: that you know and so there's just funny cool like fan service stuff uh, it looks okay fun i mean like really it's very vibrant like it's very it was wow. a lot i'm so, i i was i went and saw it at the uh, the baghdad theater here in portland and it's uh if you ever been to the baghdad theater it's a very very big movie theater it's two stories it's uh like a really old theater and uh, i was sitting in the balcony kind of like in the back um so the screen was pretty it's far two away stories yeah i've never I've been in a movie theater
1: that has two stories
0: yeah it's really cool it's um, really
1: cool so like there's like like a balcony section.
0: Yeah, that's where I was sitting. Oh, that's yeah. rad! But I wouldn't see it like front row. Like, don't go see the Mario movie up front. Like, it's just—it's a lot. It's too much. <laughs> but it was so cute, man. Like, I mean, there's like a bunch of kids there, and they were laughing and having having a good time. And Did you dress that, up? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw it with my brother Vaughn, and um you know, him and I are really close. We're twin brothers, and the whole movie was about like. Mario and Luigi, and how if they're together, then like everything will be Aww. cool. They're brothers, good like, brothers, honor brothers, and like yeah, it was like such a perfect movie to go see with my brother um but yeah like if you're curious about I mean I think that the Mario movie just passed a billion dollars whoa yeah it's a big deal like and it's really I'm really happy that it did so well because now hopefully Nintendo can like make some more movies like maybe they'll make a Zelda movie
1: dude I was literally waiting for you to be done because I was like when are we getting a Zelda (laughs) movie I wanted to mention that let's let's
0: do a Metroid movie I would watch an Animal Crossing movie I hope
1: they take Zelda so seriously like make a real movie from it you know like that would be so awesome i don't know
0: how they would do it they'd have to do because i w- i would think that i wouldn't want link to be voice you know what i mean oh right but but see that's the thing though, he like, never mario says anything really, well mario doesn't really say anything either except for like let's go you know right
1: go. right it's me yeah, mario. I'm
0: really happy that i watched it, it put me in such that's
1: awesome did you see a uh, trailer for a movie called silo no is that based off of Hugh Howie's stuff? you think you see the person who wrote like wool dust and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm not sure because they didn't like say that and I've done zero research besides seeing the trailer for it, but I'm quite certain that it's... Like the storyline, if it's not based off of it, then it's like a full ripoff because it looks exactly <laughs> like is it is.
0: It. I mean, the series is called Silo Series.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm pretty sure that it is. <laughs> he's um, just
0: sitting at home like, what he's the like, Are hell?
1: you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> no, he, sh- he should be suing if it's not based off of that. So I'm like 100, I'm 99.99% certain that it is based off of those books. And you've read them, right?
0: Uh, I've read the first one. I haven't read the rest of them.
1: The first them one was really good. Here. I liked the first one a lot they and kind I felt of degrade like
0: great in quality as they,
1: they do. They get a yeah. little bit like, okay, man, you need to stop like expanding the world with more questions. Like every, everything that you learn, you're like, cool. Cause it's kind of a mystery book where you're like what's actually happening is like the world that we live in actually the world that we live in is what we're being told not or is it just being used as like a way to control and it kind of asks some really cool questions about like government bodies like releasing only certain little tidbits of information in order to control the population um but it just every time he answers a question in that book series it like opens up a whole new book of questions you're just like okay i didn't actually learn anything there i just learned a whole bunch of new questions that i didn't have the foundation (laughs) to even ask before and so it's like yeah yeah it's like lost and it's just like i don't know and even when you get to the end it's kind of like cool that's like exactly kind of what i thought it was gonna be that's how i felt about
0: the first book that's why i didn't keep reading yeah 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 yeah
1: like what you think is gonna happen yeah Probably, probably what's going to happen. And but like, I don't know. I I really like the first book, and I really like that he was kind of a pioneer when it comes to like releasing his books. On, cause I believe that he did self um, published, or at least at the beginning, he released them in like little small chunks on like Reddit or something, and everybody yeah, he, just loved them. You know, he was
0: writing those books on his lunch breaks at work. I guess. Yeah. I think he was working in a bookstore, so I can't, Maybe I'm getting my wires crossed, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: But it was pretty cool that he was like, you know, a little nobody that just was like writing and releasing chapter by chapter. And then it became a thing. And then now he's like an acclaimed author, you know, which I really like that, that kind of through line. But um, I could see it being a much better movie series than a book series. So I I hope they do it right. Yeah,
0: Maybe it'll translate a little bit better. Yeah, it's really interesting.
1: It's very interesting.
0: Uh, Last thing I want to talk about uh, before we get into the fictional fun fact, I'm still playing The Witcher 3. Just kind of piecemeal. You know, I've already beat it. So. Uh having some fun with it. That's a great world to just kind of dive back into for a little bit every day. What's your build? In the Witcher? It's the same. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean I guess, you yeah, can you be, can like, fast
1: or, like, you know, or yeah, you can totally. be, like, a. I'm going defense. for the,
0: the, the fast attack, and then uh, I have, like, the gourmet perk, which is, like, super overpowered. What is like, the, the gourmet one, perk? It's the one where if you eat something, your health regenerates for 20 minutes. Oh, which for is, sure. So <laughs> for much, 20 minutes. It's, like, so much better <laughs> than the alternative. With... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, The Witcher is great. And then I'm also playing this game on my PlayStation called Stray. Have you heard of it?
1: No, not at all.
0: I was a contender for Game of the Year last year. You really? little kitty, your little cat did it you get beat get out this, by um
1: no, Elden Ring one. Elden Ring, yeah.
0: Um but you should get oh my gosh, you, I know that you looks, have you have really a tall. PS4. Uh uh-huh. so it's about a cat, a little cat. So
1: yeah. A little kitty this cat. looks it's awesome. amazing.
0: It's so good. And so it's what? like post apocalyptic and the whole game takes place as, as far as I'm aware you're so cat. far. You you are the cat. Okay. You control it. The, and there's a little and if you press circle it, he meows, you know. meow. Oh make <laughs> <laughs> you can make him meow. Uh, anytime you want but uh so it's like post-apocalyptic it all takes place in like this enclosed like living like this enclosed like city and okay. the whole city is populated by uh ai robots. so it's just is it cat- like an open
1: world no it's sandbox very, sort of thing
0: well i mean i guess it's a little bit of it's mostly it's not a sandbox at all it's pretty linear um it's kind of like i don't know like dead space or bioshock or um uh I and mean, any like metroidvania type thing
1: where sure okay you're
0: kind of like uncovering what's been what happened like
1: Right. Yeah, are you like collecting resources <laughs>
0: it's, it's there's a lot of weird things about it because like i mean the cat seems to be able to like read or at least i do or like it's like <laughs> like, like the you game is read, like right? translating cat language to me or something um but man it is it is a very fun game it's the music is really good you can just tell so much love and care was put into it i'm so happy i'm it
1: playing looks it. great
0: you should play it seriously it's like 20 bucks and you have a playstation you should play it like, would, yeah and it, it came out before it's not just next gen oh yeah yeah it's on
1: I'm sure it looks True. better on
0: a PS5 but I'm not
1: Oh, I'm sure. It looks PS5. really great. It's like not quite self shaded but like almost. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty pretty much
0: pretty realistic.
1: Pretty I guess real, some, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's some little like areas. This is the color palette is really cool. It's just um, very
1: vibrant, yeah.
0: It's like if it's like if the lo-fi music genre was turned into a game about a cat.
1: That's a That's really good explanation <laughs> it's for like what I'm seeing. Basically what
0: the game is, yeah. It's very very good. What do
1: you can you attack? Like no you're like, like, no, there's, there's no, no fighting. fighting. Okay, yeah. sorry. Is it a stealth game?
0: No, nope. it's just a. Uh, it's okay, the. <laughs> it's like it's like exploration and like platforming, kind of thing. It's not even really a platformer. It's, re- it's what would just... you
1: call a platformer? I don't know if I understand what that is.
0: Oh, uh, like something like Mario. You know? Okay. Okay. Uh, or
1: like Rayman or Donkey Kong. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay.
0: Like when the point of the game
1: is to, like, to get, get to the end, end of the end level
0: of something by jumping and moving through. Sure.
1: Okay. And, like, okay. Um. So are you like, are you like ninja catting, like running along the top? Is it like, like kinda, uh, yeah, you should okay. play it.
0: are just put, you'll, you'll understand why it's so good. Like once you start playing it, for sure.
1: I really want to watch like a trailer for it.
0: <laughs> That's going to do it for me. Let's, uh, let's go right into the fictional fun facts. Let's do it. The architect of sleep is a science fiction slash fantasy novel about an alternate earth where raccoons developed opposable thumbs instead of apes. It was intended what? to be a trilogy. <laughs> i'm reading this off of reddit everybody so this the bear, architect of What's Bear Sorry. bear with me uh the architect of sleep uh it, it it was intended to be a trilogy but furries became obsessed with it causing the author to refuse to finish it
1: He's <laughs> like i'm out i'm out it's being taken over <laughs> that
0: was a good one
1: (laughs) that was a good one uh if everyone has if anyone has a computer or phone at their access i i would absolutely recommend googling the cover because it's like kind of a disgusting amalgamation of like what a human would look like if they were also a raccoon oh boy boy. (laughs) wow however there's some really cool fan art that's like a super badass raccoon. it's wow, that's like, so funny. I'm like reading really the cool, description, actually. and
0: it's just—it's just the plot of Planet of the Apes. Like, it details the travel <laughs> of a man lost in a land of anthropomorphic animals, guided by a female raccoon with whom he learns to communicate.
1: Yeah. Don't raccoons have opposable thumbs, though? Uh, I don't know. Because like they I have little know. hands, they are very grabby.
0: I don't know my raccoon anatomy. Me neither. Yeah.
1: But they like—I know they can like pick stuff up. And published... you know the best way to capture a raccoon. <laughs> you take like it's kind of cruel i guess but like you take a little hole in like a log or something you make punch a bunch of nails into it so they're all like angled in and then you put something shiny at the bottom of the hole and the raccoon will reach down in the hole because they love shiny things and they'll grab a fist right but since the nails are poking in angled they won't like pull their hand out because it hurts them but they'll never release the shiny thing (laughs) (laughs) so they'll just sit there with their hand in the log
0: i guess the architect of sleep was published uh republished in July 2021 by Centipede Press, an assigned edition of 400 copies. It includes the contents of the paperback novel and adds an afterword, new cover art, and some full-page black. I bet it's really, uh... (laughs) many furries consider this novel to be one of the staple original furry novels. So that's a hyperlink that I'm clicking on. Uh, Yeah, for sure. um, Here on Wikipedia, uh, there are (laughs) Furry furry, furry novels.
1: It's gonna be like the builders and like Brian Jacques.
0: Uh ah, that's not a page that exists yet. Okay, well i nah. uh, around when it does exist.
1: Yeah, that's a uh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, you've read the builders, right?
0: Yes, it was awesome. Is it good? Yeah, I read good like the book. first like
1: yeah. five pages of it because I got it on like a Kindle deal, and I was like, ah, yeah. oh, mine. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not. It's not like the best book I've ever read. I mean, it's sure. definitely like, uh, it's like. I'm not like the biggest fan of like the gathering, the crew trope, you know, like it's sure. I feel like uh, I didn't really like every it. I could find
1: every um, uh, Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, I mean,
0: like I didn't I didn't love it. And then like Rick and Morty just like totally ruined it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah you son of a bitch. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. I love that line so much. <laughs> but under uh, under the controversy section of the raccoon book, uh, it says. There's a quote here from the author, and it says, "Where's the rest of Architect of Sleep? It's in a box in my closet for the longest time I've had every intention of finishing it, but thanks to the existence of and the kind of mail I get from furries, I've changed my mind.
1: Oh my gosh, that I would, would be- love to know what sort of mail you I mean, finish it up like yeah, like, I mean- can you make this into like a <laughs> I can't even go there. I'm not going to." <laughs> If you uh, don't but, know what yeah. furry is, you're not going to find out about it on this podcast. You're just going to have to find something.
0: I'm trying to find out like when this was first published because it was republished in 2021, but I'm not seeing when it was first published. And it's interesting too because art, like man. I mean like <laughs> I'm not saying that this shouldn't have been written or anything. I mean, um, no, like uh, like Piers Piers Anthony gave it like a cool little blurb on the cover and stuff. I mean I'm sure no. it's interesting in its own way, but it's just um, it's interesting how. Like, I mean, it's basically just Planet of the Apes. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, go off, like, do whatever you want, but like, sure. That is, that is the plot of Planet the of the fan Apes. Fan
1: art you know, is really cool.
0: You're out there looking.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy meets like people like taking it way too seriously.
0: <laughs> hey, you know, uh, if something comes out, you can guarantee there will be people on the internet that take it way too seriously
1: absolutely as uh, my father says every time we see a uh, bug like car a beetle he's like well if you build it they will buy it <laughs> and like I that's not even the too crazy ones. of an example those are pretty cool <laughs> yeah i
0: would buy the the the, the cool like porsche looking one kind of like, yeah actually i know yeah.
1: the new one yeah those are cool. those are really cool looking actually yeah i don't really like like the ones that are just like half a circle but I like the old school ones, and then I like the Porsche looking one.
0: Yeah, for some reason, everything in like the the the, mid, the early to mid two thousands was just like a bubble. Oh. Like everything looked like a bubble
1: because i think that's what they thought space was going to be like right like everything was like silver and really shiny and like really rounded
0: i know i remember there's like the, no
1: corners in space
0: <laughs> i remember when the pt cruiser came out and everyone oh was like gosh. we're living in the future like, oh this my is how cars God. are going to look from now my
1: on. uncle was so into the pc cruiser which is basically like uh like a poor man's sports van
0: I guess. I don't even know. I guess. Cars.
1: I don't oh, even know what you'd oh. classify, but he had like little like figurines. He like collected like he was so into the PT Cruiser. And I was like, why?
0: <laughs> Such a weird looking car.
1: Well, on the fantastic note of PT Cruisers. Yeah, we gotta go.
0: <laughs> let's wrap. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, The Monday Morning Minute is a staple of the Book Reviews Kill podcast, and we would never, ever skip it or go without it.
1: We hope you have fun listening to it, because dang it, we have fun doing it every week.
0: Uh, Make sure to go check out the Discord. Uh, Definitely support us on Patreon if you have the means. Uh, I'm going to take off. I'm going to go do some reading. I hope you all have an awesome rest of your day, and of course, happy reading. Bye,
1: everybody.